This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 14 of the Transformation Bros. So glad you're joining us. Yeah, hey guys. Was it? Episode 14, did you say? It is. Oh man, that's such a... Yeah, we're really stoked about that, eh? We're talking about it today. We are stoked. I think it really takes something. Yeah. We've been through 15 different spaces yeah. to get to episode 14 already. Yeah, that's right. It's been good for us, though. I'm, yeah. Even the sort of the low ones where we've got to, like, crank ourselves up and think about a bit more than it just flowing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's really helpful. But we're really flowing today. I can, I can feel I can that. feel the flow. <laughs> wow. Look at us flow. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Uh, and we see you, we can see that you're listening, and we love your interaction yeah. in the group, as we say every week. But I say it because we really mean it. Like, mm. you and I get so pumped up when somebody asks a question or we get some feedback. It just feels so good. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, this transformation stuff is really important. I know that sounds obvious, but... I was uh, reading something the other day, and I was like, "Actually, transformation transformation can be transformation incredibly yeah, trans- <laughs> yeah, don't forget the recruitment. <laughs> transformation can be incredibly easy once we get out. Once we have the awareness, and we're like, wow. how are we actually going to do it? Like, what what do we want to do? What's the possibility? What are we creating? What's in the way? What's in the way? Simple, and then boom, just yeah. okay. So that's enough for today. Well, tra- <laughs> and that's transformation. Yeah. Uh, I think we should just touch on what transformation is because some people might be listening to the podcast for the first time today Good or point. maybe you've been listening since episode one, you kind of forgot what the heck we're talking about while we're doing this. Mm. Uh, so for me, transformation is instead of like we often talk about tips and tricks or just uh, trying to change your life or um, try to do something different or um, try to be better or try to be more grateful or try to lose weight. These sort of operate in the realm of change, which is different from transformation in that it requires effort and you're still sort of operating from what I would say the same consciousness. Yeah, and from your head. Yeah. Like very head-based, very intellectual. How am I going to um, achieve something goal-focused, orientated? Yeah. Whereas It kind of sounds good. And some yeah. people, I think, are still into that. And actually, like, there is a place yeah. for change within transformation. I think there's yeah. a place for it. Um, yeah, but you're right. It's very heady. Uh, transformation is going, hey, instead of um, instead of just changing, instead of just moving the deck chairs around the Titanic, why don't we create a whole new ship? Mm. Yeah, one that floats. One that floats. <laughs> one stays that doesn't have icebergs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so transformation, the way I describe it is that transformation is fundamentally shifting the way we view life. Mm. So mm. once you go through a transformation, it's like life is never the same. Mm. So that's one of the hallmarks of transformation is you don't drift back to your old way mm. because that would be in the realm of change. Change, we kind of flip-flop between different ways of being. Sometimes we're good, sometimes we're bad. But transformation is when we have a breakthrough in something so that it's never the same. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. very, very true. Yeah, I've experienced that as well. And I like, um, for me, transformation when I am in my heart or when I'm coming from um, a deeper place than my head, it it's gives me more 
longevity like it does even just in the journey through transformation rather than the tips and tricks in my head. We live such an intellectual life and I've a lot of my life's actually been intellectual. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying I'm an intellect. <laughs> I'll definitely not say that because you know I'm not the smartest uh, tool in the shed. But tips and tricks, trying to get an outcome in life through knowing when to say and what to say, and then trying to reuse that tool. That's the opposite of transformation. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Whereas why when I, is that yeah. the opposite of transformation? Why is that the opposite? Well, when I'm coming from my heart and I'm just once, boy, actually you've opened a can of worms there because it's like what's what's uh, happened for me is when I'm not doing that, thinking about things intellectually and trying to get outcomes based on my thought patterns and I can drop into my body and listen to my heart, I'm just a simple yes or no to a lot of things mm. and it's very, very easy. Yeah gives me more confidence yeah we i think you're right i think we live in a very thought-based world Mm. where it's all about rationality and thinking and but pros and cons lists yeah justifying yeah you know uh, i think i've said this before but kyle cease is a guy that i follow um and he said you don't have to justify the things you love Mm. so he was saying like you don't justify why you keep your child around you know, go well. You know, it's good. You know, I get good medical insurance by having her, and costing that. a bit of money though. No, yeah. <laughs> Pros and cons but of getting you, your child around. Well, and it's a good, but it, we can transfer it to the maybe things where it's a little bit harder to follow this rule about like mm. the job that you're in. How often do people go? Well, you know, the retirement contributions are good, and I like my boss, and the salary's okay. I don't love the work, but nobody does. You know, nobody loves their work, do they? Yeah, there's agreement and for blah, that. Blah 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 blah. Mm. And so we end up in justifying. Whereas if you just take a basic rule that says if I'm justifying what I'm doing, I'm out of my part. Whew. Yeah. Wow. And what would life look like if we just followed what our heart wanted to do? Oh, yeah. Something, I felt this when I was leaving flying to start my my coaching business. In the month before I left, my anxiety was peaking. Like I remember sitting in a cafe in a train station in Tokyo. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, <laughs> and just having a massive panic attack. Wow. Just sitting there and just my palms going sweaty and just like overwhelmed in my chest and just feeling like, man, I'm made. I'm making completely the wrong choice. I don't have enough money. I haven't saved enough money to be able to get out, go out on my own, my own. I don't mm. even know if I'm a good enough coach. All my friends are pilots. I'm going to have no friends as soon as I leave flying. Like, what am I doing? And even at that peak when I was anxious and sweaty palmed, I felt into my heart and into my body completely unwavering about the choice. Mm. There was mm. not even a hint that this was the wrong thing. I could feel my wow. heart was like, yeah, this is what, this is exactly what you should be doing. But my mind was completely overwhelmed because if I was doing a pros and cons list, it wouldn't make sense. I couldn't justify this move on paper, but I was deep down, my heart was going, this is the right thing to do. Wow. And I've also, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I've also felt this in dating and relationships where on paper it's like, oh, this person's awesome and we get on well and we're connecting and the sex is good and blah, blah, blah. But my heart's like, this not, isn't right. Not connected. This isn't right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And other moments where your heart's like, 
man, this feels good. But it's like, well, they're, you know, <laughs> different. So different to me. I don't, we don't ever. Yeah, sp- things don't, don't quite line up. It or doesn't, not, yeah. 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 It, it, intellectually. Not my type or Yeah, it doesn't make like sense that. to our list that we've made. Yeah, I love that. Have we talked about like being in our body and our feelings and our heart and other podcasts? I can't remember. Talk about we could, it too much. Yeah, that's right. We can never talk we about that really. too much. Yeah, we've talked about like being with feelings. Like when you get triggered mm. and a feeling comes mm. up, we've talked about sitting with it. So we've talked about that about getting in our body a little bit. Um, do you know? I think what would be really fun is for people listening, including you and I, to do it now. Just well, to actually practice going into your body because mm, mm. it's a, it takes practice. Yeah, and it's I think at the start you kind of go, "What do you mean go into your body?" I am in my body. Yeah, well, if you're alone and you're hearing that, then it's the opposite of that. <laughs> That's your mind going, don't look at the body. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing now? What am I listening to? Because your mind to? doesn't want you to look in your body. No. It wants to stay in control of everything to keep you safe. Yep. Because it believes that thinking is the way. The way forward. If we think problem solving our is way, the way out of everything, we'll be safe. That's yeah. right. Always like a sparrow, doot, 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 looking around, making sure mm. everything's in the right place, everything's fine. Whereas the heart feels safe when you drop into the feelings, unless you're in an unsafe place, and that would not be safe. Well, your heart would tell you. Yeah, your heart would tell you. Yeah, well, that's right. It'd be visceral, right? Yeah. You actually, yeah, you quite often you feel that before you even think it sometimes. So how do you get into your body? Can we do a little bit of a practice? Just in a heartbeat. <laughs> Just like that now. Honestly. But how I, did you start, I mean, to, to, to help people? Do, uh, well, definitely meditating. Would mm. it, yeah, 100%. So I've been meditating for over three years now, and that's the practice. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, where the practice of sitting and giving yourself ten minutes, even if you uh, don't know what you're doing, that's that's the start because you're quietening the mind. You're sitting, you're resting the body, you're taking that time for yourself. That's your time right now. No one has a piece of it. You must. You could have hundreds of things going on. But now you get your own time. I, I find that so valuable. And then um, if sitting with the breath, just focusing on the breath, letting the thoughts float away. Some people, I heard a good friend of mine say, when the thoughts come in, he pitches himself by a river. He puts the thoughts on a leaf and he watches them float down, cool. downstream, stuff like that. I think it's important, like uh, someone said to me the other day, um, oh, I'm not very good at meditating. Yeah, doesn't hear that a lot. Yeah. And what that usually means is I sit still and I close my eyes, but I can't find a way to stop my thinking. Yeah. So it's not working for me. Yeah. And so trying to stop your thinking, one of the biggest myths is that somehow you're in control of your thinking, Mm. but you actually get thought. Thought is done to you. Yeah. Thought is done to you. Yeah. You can think of things. Yeah. You can create something in your head. Yes. But a thought comes to you. It just comes. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to have a thought. Yeah. You can't. So the idea that by closing your eyes and sitting down and quote unquote meditating will suddenly stop that process from happening is impossible. Mm. So there must be something else. We we have to have another intention. Stopping your thinking is impossible. So if you try, if that's your goal, you're just going to get frustrated. Yeah, it's not going to work. That's right. It's not going to work. So focusing on the breath. Yeah, and the reason we're focusing on the breath is because we're putting our attention Mm. somewhere other than the thinking. Mm. So it's not the thinking that's the problem. It's us 
putting our attention on the thinking. So a thought comes in and then we jump on that thought and then we follow it all the yeah. way down the trail. And now we, we just, there's no separation between us and our thoughts. Yeah. They're all one thing. Mm. So what we're trying to do is actually pause and go, let me just focus on my breath. Oh, a thought came in. Yeah. Oh, I'm wondering. Ah, oh, and then you catch yourself and you go, man, I was wondering down that thought of what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. And yeah, now I've and got nothing in the fridge. And it's important not to make that thought wrong. Just notice it. I'm really bad at that still. And return to the breath. I get really like You're bad frustrated. At <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I get frustrated about my thinking. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. I've been thinking for the last couple of minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you can just get lost in it. That's yeah. exactly right. So but that's if you, a practice for me is to not get frustrated often. I'll be like, oh, no, that's okay. I just got lost in a thought. Mm. It's catching it and realizing, oh, I'm not those thoughts. I'm going to come back to my breath or just even if it's not your breath, just being in your body, mm. like sensing. I'll, I'll often take my clients through a, a practice where we just go and sense through their whole body. So we'll go right down from the head, scan down through the mouth, the nose, mm. the chest, and we're just putting our attention out of the head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's perfect. That's a great, great idea. I hold my hand on my chest sometimes. That helps. <clears throat> kind of warm. Narrator Jason puts <clears throat> hand to chest. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> true. I just did that. Yeah, um, I'm actually rubbing my chest. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that's good. Definitely dropping into the body. So yeah, you asked me how I do it from the meditating. Now I noticed in my meditation too, I could find gratitude. That's another thing that I love about slowing down. And when we, have, I, I find if I'm really deeply thinking or like erratically thinking, I'm not in gratitude. When I can slow down, um, feel my breath, feel my heart, and then I'm just instantly there. In fact, I'm going there right now, mm. just for all the things that I'm grateful for. Beautiful. Can't help it. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Uh, you know, I said to you, I'm doing this Joe Dispenza training yeah, at yeah. the moment. And so meditation is a huge part of his training. And Smart. he was saying that part of it is we, we need to change what part of the brain that we're operating in. This is where the science of this comes mm. in. And most of us live in the prefrontal cortex, which is the problem solving part of the brain. And so when we're in that part of the brain, and when he said this, I was like, ugh. He does yeah. one of those moments. He's like, everything in your life will appear as a problem to be solved. Oh, wow. I don't think anyone else is going to relate to that. No. I think everyone's going to relate to it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's it's like, so true, though. Like, yeah. Everything just feels like a problem to be solved. Even right? in your relationship, yeah. right? Like, yeah. your partner comes home and goes, oh, God, you'll never get so happy today. And you're like, right, how do we? Fi- yeah. how do I fix this for mm. you? It's everything. And then move on to the next problem. Oh, the kids haven't done their homework. Do that problem. Oh, what have I got to do at work? Oh, God. Everything is problem solution, problem solution, problem solution, and wow. so that's the clue that you're in the this prefrontal thinking part of the brain. Yep. And so, oh well, mm. I mean, I could talk about a thousand things here. I've got to try and condense this a little bit. Yeah. But if we you want to, that. if you want to manifest, or you want to be creative, or you want to actually transform your life. Three of our favorite words. Yeah. It's not going to come from problem the problem-solving part yeah. of your brain. Beautiful. And he gives the example as if you look at a child that's, say, under six years old, they don't that part of their brain isn't formed yet, mm. the prefrontal cortex. Mm. So they're constantly in the creative manifesting flow. Mm. Do you remember that? Do you remember that time? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, well, you just have to think about a child. If you, yeah. uh, he says, like, if you tell a child at lunchtime to pretend they're a dinosaur, they're like, rah, and they're like yeah. going through, and they're like, I'm a stegosaurus, and oh, I'm eating, the, I'm pulling this tree down. And yeah. then when you're putting them in bed at night, they're like, oh, man, you know, like, it's so cool being a stegosaurus. Like, you know, like, you're so powerful, and you're big, and like, it's been eight hours, and they're still in it. Wow. Whereas if I tell an adult to become a stegosaurus, they go, Oh, how do I? Why? Uh, Yeah, why? (laughs) And they drop out. They can't get there. (laughs) So that's the different experience of the Mm. brain. And most times adults only experience that in the few minutes before they fall asleep, Mm. where their kind of mind's just wandering. It's sort Mm. of like they're kind of thinking about stuff. They sort of are thinking, but not really. They're kind of drifting in and out. That's the state of creative flow oh absolutely that's theta brainwaves that's theta right brainwaves, exactly. that's when we can actually reprogram the brain as well in the in and that that's the full part. circle right to yeah. come back to why you mentioned getting in the body for transformation beautiful it's because we have to be in that state to yeah. actually shift which is i was which meditation and gratitude gives you a vision of that state i reckon yeah mm. big time big time shout out to coaching too you know to to get a coach to help you through this yeah always a huge thing yeah i think you know i remember when you were working with your coach tony yeah he he's an embodied man oh yeah and he taught you a lot about feeling and embodiment absolutely and getting into your body he grew up in a zen buddhist temple with his parents were highly recommended yeah i went and visited it did a silent retreat there we've talked about that but boy you're in your body when you're meditating for seven days and not talking that's a lot of meditation. Yeah, is that was your experience there that you you just couldn't keep thinking? Like it's so long. Yeah. That you naturally kind of run out of thoughts. Thought is about the pain is? in my legs a lot because of sitting cross-legged meditating. Um yeah, you really do it just slows down. Everything slows down. That's that was my experience and that's what I've had in life quite a bit since was where time seems to go a lot slower. I had a pretty trippy experience in the temple. Did you? Um, I was sitting there after the fourth day and I thought, because you just, it's open eye and you're just looking down at 45 degrees, sitting looking straight ahead, but your eyes are looking at 45 degrees. And I thought I had like the rice paddy harvesting Chinese people with the hat on. Oh, yeah, like the pointed yeah. hat. Um, well, like the brim of it. Yeah. And then a while later I was like, that's my freaking eyelids. I could actually see my eyelids. Oh. Yeah. And then I um, had a blue light shining on the floor. I was like, where's that coming from? Because I've been there for like four days. It wasn't there before. And then I noticed it was coming out the corner of my eye. Go figure. Um, so what that was mean? pretty. What's that? Were you actually, there was a light coming out of your eye? There was a light coming out of my eye. That's true. I haven't told many people that. No. But I'm, now I'm telling you on podcast. Yeah. Tell yeah. the world. Tell the world. Well, all three people. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it Shout actually, yeah, felt like starlight, if I'm honest, cool. and it actually shined on the ground. But I got, I reckon I got to see the light that was inside of us, all of mm. us. Yeah. Felt really, really good. Jason and Nathan. Just to come back to where we started, this was just defining transformation. Mm. And. Yeah, we talk a lot. Yeah, we do. It's just such an interesting topic, but that's when I start working with someone initially that's the first thing that's overwhelming to me is just how much they're going round and round and round and thinking and this mm. and that and da 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 and everything's a problem. I got to da 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 da. 
And it's like, Phew. it's the monkey mind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and there's just such a feeling in my body of going, man, I want this person to slow down. Mm. Mm. And yeah, it's getting out of getting out of like being stuck in this moment's problem, and zooming out and going, what's what's actually happening in my life? What are the patterns in my life? Mm. What are the things that I keep repeating? Self awareness, yeah. starting that process. Yeah, for me, um, I yeah, I've been feeling a lot this week. Well, it's a continuation, you know. Like you guys have been really helpful to allow me to kind of work on this perfectionism thing and to yeah. uncover it and the overwhelm and how it's all related. Mm. So I'm still really deep in that. I took myself away on Friday night and went out and stayed up in a cabin in the mountains, no cell phone coverage just gave myself a break to kind of let everything fall. And man, speaking of monkey mind, I think part of that overwhelm is like, I, I radically jump into like problem solving monkey mind, like just out of control. Good distinction. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, the thing I'm noticing in these last few days, I've I felt really stressed. And just in the last couple of days, I've got a couple of things due university mm. and i'm just noticing how big the fear of failure is in me like and how much that is quite triggering mm. for me uh and i guess that's related to perfectionism perfectionism is striving not to fail right mm. so we're all in the same boat here with what i've been unpacking with you guys right mm. and this is where i would like to have a breakthrough so this is where my transformation is going to live and you guys might get to watch my own transformation cool. in real time yeah. as this podcast goes on. But I'm identifying that <clears throat> I'm really good at creating what I want. So let's say I wanted to learn Spanish. That's something I really love to do. Traveled all through South America. I've been to Spain. I love the language, love the people, want to learn more, mm. want to be able to communicate. So I went to university to, to do Spanish. And then immediately once I got into university, it was really fun to start with, to start with. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I remember what school was like and how much of a failure I was at school and how hard it was to do exams and oh man, imagine if I imagine if I failed these exams and like how embarrassing that would be. And so suddenly this thing that was really fun and exciting and came from a place of love and excitement is now starting to feel really heavy. Yeah, and, and you don't even need to pass the exam really, do you? Well, you're not that's a perfectionist, so I would not say that. Right. But you're going to learn Spanish. That's going to be the outcome. Yeah, this is a but logical branch. This yeah. is a logical brain. Yeah, but you're attached to the getting the piece of paper or the the good marks. Yeah. So I, I went in to learn Spanish, and it slowly transitioned to finding something that I could fail at. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes from like I can feel. I've. Oh, this feels a bit strong, but I'm just going to try it. Like I feel like a failure. Right. You know, like as a, underneath. And you haven't done the exam yet. Is that... I've passed lots of it. There's exams all right. the time, all the way through. Yeah. There's like six or seven. And I've passed all of them so far. But it's just, <laughs> it's still heavy. Mm. And, um, you know, feeling with this podcast as well. It's the same thing. You and I started this from a place of love and excitement and fun. Yeah, wanting to share ourselves and just have fun. Yep. Which and we are, by the way. <laughs> Nathan's looking. 
<laughs> no, nah, we are. Yeah. But I've I've allowed it to get heavy mm. in the last few like weeks. Like the Spanish. Yeah, like the Spanish, because now it's the thing to fail at. Mm. And I notice like, oh, if the engagement isn't the same in Facebook or, you know, if last week I went blank in the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything to say. And that felt like a fail. Yeah. And so now I have a fear that that's going to happen again. Yeah. Um, and like one more example is like, I love squash. You know, I love squash, got into it, love the game. Yeah. And now I've got really serious about winning and improving my grading. And so I get real angry if I lose. So you're kind of finding all the ways to take the fun out of it. That's right. Well, yeah. And it's unconscious, well, maybe one way you know, it's, to it's take a, the fun out of it. Well, it's the, I find the thing that I can fail at. Hmm. That's what it is, and that's what robs me of the fun. Yeah. So I, I turn it, I take it from a thing that's really enjoyable to how can I, how can I keep the story going that I'm a failure and not good enough? In this new, in my, in this new activity that I've got, how can I reiterate how not good enough I am? Oh, here's a way I could fail at this. Yeah. <laughs> fail at that. Can you just do it? Like, what's stopping you just doing it for fun? Like, what would be the thought? The, or the transformation? It's such a good question. Is it just um, to hell with the results? Um, well, like that would be logical. in the change realm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that would be in the change realm. Yeah, good I point. think. <clears throat> because that would just be doing the opposite, right? Yeah. Which would be change. Yeah. But it's... So mm. this is a good example of transformation, right? Mm. Is that what would be an entirely different way of being yeah. around it. So, because I don't want to just fuck the results. I don't, that doesn't feel right either. No. And cause that wouldn't be true for me either. Yeah. I still, you know, mm. that would be weird. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the, the possibility of creating, when we say possibility, it's yeah. like creating something that could be possible that hasn't been possible before. Mm. It's creating a new possibility. Mm-hmm. The possibility would be something around, Following my heart and doing things I love. Mm. Wanting to do them well, striving to do things well. I can hear po- uh, fun as a possibility. Yeah, fun is the possibility. The, mm. the fun of the process, enjoying the process. Whereas the perfectionism or the wanting to fail kind of sucks the fun out of it. It's like now you're over there with something other than the fun enjoyment of what you do. Totally. Mm. And this I want to just preface time. it here, like, so, and you guys can hopefully, because, you know, I I think I'm quite articulate, but I want you to know that this is in my body. Mm. Like, I want you to know, like, right now, mm. I feel so anxious in my chest. My chest is really tight. I feel some sadness behind this. Mm. Like, I feel some sadness behind all of it. For yourself. Yeah, just like the sadness of not being good enough or something. something. It's just some sadness. What do you reckon you're anxious about? It's the way I described it to you before is like I feel like I'm drowning Mm. and I need a life rope. Like I need a rope. That's how it feels. I'm sinking under everything. You're alone then. You're on your own if you're drowning. Yep, there's definitely some aloneness there. Mm. And again, that's part of the breakthrough probably. That's possibility, the possibility of not doing everything on my own. Mm. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, and so the because the perfectionism of not wanting to fail forces me to 
try and control everything and, and everything, do everything on and your get own. Get it right, yeah. You know? Oh, get it wrong. People will resonate with this. If it's going to be, it's up to me. You know, if you want a job done properly, you got to do it yourself. All great tips and tra- you know, or like an, an attitude. It's uh, there's agreement for that being right, hmm. but actually that's can be that's coming from a place. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the possibility of having fun in the process, because it's also, you're going to fail Yeah, all the time. It's yeah. just like, we're not trying to, change would be trying to find a way not to fail. That yeah. would be in the run. Oh, well, I just need to find a way to be more productive and get some scheduling systems in. And if I can just get a couple of people to help me do some tutoring on this, then that would, that yeah. would be in the realm Ooh. of trying to feed the perfectionism. Yeah. And it? fail's the wrong word. Because we never, we don't actually fail until we give up. Or well, in uni, you get a thing yeah. that says you failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're wrong. No, but you're right. It's still just a. It's more learning. Part of the path. Yeah. Even at uni, you know, you just didn't pass would be another way to look at it. And yeah. You need to do some more learning until you pass. Gosh, that's <clears> triggering. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they in business they even say fail fast, like get it out of the way, get it keep going well i i struggle with that right like i don't yeah. let things fail you know the perfectionist mm. in me doesn't let let things in my business fail and that's what's draining it's you draining know, exhausting it's draining Exhaustion. you're holding everything up you it cannot fail yeah yeah as a like a transformation would be how can i how much can i keep learning like what's the like as a not as a an opposite to failing, but as the enjoyment of learning that never-ending path, that going forward, you know, seeing the light, seeing what's actually possible for yourself, yeah, in a fun and exciting way. It's it's yeah, it still doesn't. Well, that's how I'd do it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the failing part still doesn't feel fun. If you know what I mean, like it's uh, yeah, yeah, right. But but I think that the possibility is to have. But it's not. It's to have creation feel light and playful and a growth and learning experience. Well, that's what I'm saying. You've got to remove the the, even the word fail, the context of fail. Yeah. Because if you say even failing doesn't feel good, yeah, that's still a context. If you can't fail, if you couldn't fail, if failure wasn't an actual thing, yeah, it would just be a constant, never-ending learning. Yes. On a journey somewhere. Yeah. That's how my whole life feels, always. And some failure for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, but no, I don't, yeah, it's always learning. Right. It's learning, yeah. We're either winning or learning. I've been saying that for years. Mm. Maybe that's how I shifted that. I'm surely I've got a, still got a fear of failure. I don't doubt that for a minute. But Yeah. Yeah, so the breakthrough is in that. The breakthrough is in creating things mm. from a place of lightness, learning, fun. Yeah, so the practice for me, like to actually generate a breakthrough in this area, is to actually, because I may still fail, right? And the new possibility there still might be, well, if we remove the word failure, let's say like I don't pass an exam, for yeah, example. good. It would be, staying light and playful through that and mm. looking at it and going, oh, that's great. You know, there's stuff I need to learn. Yeah. If I'd learned everything, I wouldn't, I would have had a hundred. Impossible. So how exciting to like have mm. some more stuff to learn and come back and give it another go. Mm. 
Maybe it's the time frame. Does that create failure? Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, because it's it, I, I get right down in the weeds when I'm in the failure context. I'm right down in the right now, so I lose I lose perspective. Yeah, right. The bigger picture. Yeah, right. I was um, catching up with a friend for breakfast this morning. New friend. Oh, nice. Practicing connection. Super fun. Well done. Thank you. And I was sort of sharing a lot of the stuff with him, and he was like, "Man, I just don't see you that way at all." You know, he's like, oh, I just see a guy that's down there on the court giving it a go. Like, yeah, you know, he, he just mm. sort of had a completely different view. And it sort of it snapped me back into like the bigger view of going, oh, yeah, I'm kind of just out here doing shit I want to do and trying stuff. And Absolutely. I'm right down now in the weeds of this one little thing. The microscopic yeah, that's parts. right. Yeah. So, Ugh. yeah, zooming out will be helpful for me. Yeah. So there you go. Watch the space. Yeah, well done. Thanks for talking us through that. Thanks. Mm. It's hard for me because it's so I'm in it, right? Mm. So thanks for helping me um, pull it apart. Hope you guys have a great week. Uh, We'll be back on Friday with more Transformation Talk from (laughs) The Bros. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 